0: Welcome back to another episode of In Enemy Territory. We got a great one for you today. Episode number 11. Getting close to the end of the season. We got three more episodes after today. And let's get into it. Today's day is December 27th. My baby bro Yossi was born on that day. and That's why I decided to delve deeper into this day to see what kind of legendary stuff went down. As you can see from the title of this episode, is the day Mario Lemieux came back from retirement. He retired for about three and a half years, and we'll get into that. We'll, we'll talk Mario, Mario Lemieux a little bit later, but before we get into that, I want to just talk about some of the big moments and birthdays we have on this day, and then we'll talk Mario, Super Mario, Mario Lemieux, and his comeback and what he means to the city of Pittsburgh and whatnot. So, let's start off with December 27th, 1964. Last time the Cleveland Browns won an NFL championship. They beat the Colts 27-nothing, and that was the last time Cleveland the city won any championships till LeBron James and the Cavaliers just won in 2016 they won it all. And That year, the Indians also actually made it to the championship and ended up going up 3-1 in the series. As we talked about last episode, actually, the Indians were up 3-1, blew blew a 3-1 series lead, and the Cubs won it in seven. Um, But yeah, Cleveland has about one championship in the last 56 years, and the Browns won it on this day, 1964. Next up, we have December 27th, 1981. One of the greatest hockey players of all time, if not the greatest, Wayne Gretzky, becomes the fastest NHL player to score 100 points in a season. He did it in the 38th game of the year. Mental, man. 100 points in 38 games. We had just had a probably four-year stretch or so from like, 2014 to 2017 where like one player scored 100 points and that's an 82 game season now Wayne Gretzky got 100 points in 38 games he would end up getting 212 points that year 92 goals and 120 assists holy cow numbers like this we just won't see again back then not that Wayne Gretzky wasn't unreal and extremely talented and the best player in the league. But but as we know, back then, the scoring just was much higher. Goalies' pads were smaller. They weren't as coached, and def- defenses were not as systemized, and, and there wasn't as much technology getting put into figuring out how to play hockey. And because of that, a lot of teams – And a lot of elite players were able to take advantage, like Mary Lemieux did, and many others like them, and scored so much more than they do these days. But no one has ever scored like this, regardless of what era, or regardless of of anything. 212 points. Unreal stuff. And in 1981, he scored his 100th point, setting the record for the fastest- 100 points. Fast forward 10 years. December 27, 1991. An NBA player by the name of Tim Hardaway set an NBA record for the most shots, also known as field goals. Most field goals attempted without scoring. He went 0 for 17. Now, I haven't watched the highlights of this game because I couldn't find them, but that is... 17 shots from 10 feet or, or closer away from the net, or maybe a few three-pointers were, were attempted, whatever. 17 shots, not one went in. Now, that's a bad night on the job. He finished the game with two points. He had, he had two free-throw shots. He scored them. And three rebounds, 13 assists. Okay, so he chipped in, two steals, one block. And as it turned out, his team ended up winning the game. Not like it was a playoff game or anything, but this team won and you got to wipe his brow and a sigh of relief that knowing that his, his 0 for seventeen didn't lose his team the game that night. But that that's got that's embarrassing. You gotta just I guess the only way to really deal with that is to go back out there the next game and, and to not really let it let it you know don't let it phase your game. Just keep on shooting and just they're gonna go in. You're a professional and I'm sure that's what happened. And, and that's that. 1999, December 27th, Joe Sackick records his 1,000th career point. He had an assist against the St. Louis Blues. And we are going to go deeper into Joe Sakic on a later episode. Don't know when yet, but we'll talk much more about the legendary Joe Sackick. Smythe winner, Hart Ross winner. And he's done it all. He's now the GM of the Avalanche who are pushing to try to win another Stanley Cup. And they've got one of the brightest young athletes in the game, Nathan McKinnon. He's on real stuff. And he's definitely up there when you talk about best players that Colorado's ever seen. Probably go Sakic, and then already you could probably say Nathan McKinnon number two. And let's see if he could bring them to... Uh, Another championship victory, like Joe Sackett did two times. Anyway, let's talk about the birthdays of the day. First up, we have Cole Hamels, MLB pitcher. We got Carson Palmer, NFL quarterback. I think he's retired by now. We have Paul Stastny, centerman for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And Rick Porcello, a well-known pitcher in Major League Baseball. Rounding off that list, we have a baseball player by the name of Jim Leyritz, whom I only mention because, much like in previous episode, in the previous episode, there was a player. And actually, let me take a second to make a correction on last week's episode. Last week, I mentioned a birthday for November second, uh, Unieski Betancourt. I, in fact, was wrong, and it wasn't his birthday. The player that we had a baseball card of, which was the same as my brother's, was actually Wilson Bettemitt. Unieski Bettancourt's birthday is sometime in April, so that was my mistake. Um, but Jim it's no doubt about it, December 27th, same birthday as my brother Yossi, and he had a card of him, and he just he loved the He loved the player, Jim Laird, for no reason other than sharing a birthday. And if not for that birthday, we likely would never have heard of him because he's never done anything, you know, too iconic other than have a very low-key Major League Baseball career with the Yankees. Um, But that's it. That's for our birthdays. And now we will talk the main topic of the day, Mario Lemieux. Greatest penguin potentially of all time. I guess Sidney Crosby's in the mix now, but I think right now, let's just let's just say for the day, Mario Lemieux, greatest penguin, one of the greatest, maybe the top three greatest hockey players of all time. Let's talk Mario. Mario Lemieux, he drafted first overall, nineteen eighty four, and he went on to win the Rookie of the Year. He seven years later, would lead Pittsburgh to their first ever Stanley Cup. And 12 months later, he would lead them back to back, back to back. He would secure the playoff MVP two straight years. And no one would go on to do such a thing until Sidney Crosby, 2016-17, would also lead the Penguins to -to back-to-back Stanley Cup victories and be named the playoff MVP two straight years. Uh, one of my favorite Mayor Mew quotes is actually that when asked about the MVP award, he basically straight up said that the only trophies he cares about are ones that are not voted on. I care about scoring championship, scoring titles, and championships. And of that, he won two two championships and in regard to scoring titles he was a three-time MVP which is voted on but he led the league in goals three times and he was the scoring champion six times uh his best year was the year that he scored 199 points in the 88-89 season that's ridiculous he had 85 goals led the league and 199 points ridiculous numbers Uh, He one time had a 46-game point-scoring streak, and which time he had 39 goals and 64 assists. That's 103 points in 46 games. You do the math. Um, But due to his dealing with cancer and chronic back problems, he ended up retiring after the 1997 season and... After a 44-month retirement, during which he actually bought the Penguins and saved them from bankruptcy, um, he, he made a deal with them. They owed him a bunch of money, several million dollars in, in salary that they hadn't paid him yet. And he, 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 had, he worked out a deal that he bought a certain amount of ownership in the team, I think majority, and that way he was able to keep them in Pittsburgh, and it was a win-win for everybody. Finally, after 44 months, he decides he's going to hit the ice, come back, play for the team that he owns, and just to talk about his first game back, uh, I'm sure everyone who was at the game in Pittsburgh and as well everyone who was watching the game, that was a game that they'll never forget. He started off with the tribute, welcome back to Mario, a ceremony, and he went on to score a goal, two assists, and just picked up exactly where he left off gave pittsburgh hope and when you have a player like mario lemieux on the team you really just feel like every year they can go all the way and every night you can see something magical happen and the year he came back it was 2000 he did extremely well he had 35 goals and 43 assists in just 41 games he had 87 points in the 41 games he came back, so he didn't miss a beat, and he brought them. They they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, where they ran out of steam. New Jersey knocked them off in five. Um, But really, you know, it was as if he hadn't missed three and a half years. And a funny, funny story. While I was researching and just look, you know, reading up a bit more about Mario and his comeback, I couldn't believe it but all of a sudden i start seeing in some articles michael jordan this michael jordan that so i click on it and i'm like what apparently after mario came out of retirement uh, michael jordan contacted him when he was contemplating coming out of retirement and it actually the news the news story broke i think within a week before the twin towers were taken down on nine eleven. But the news story broke in Chicago that Michael Jordan announced that he was going to come back to the NBA after, his, after being retired for an amount of time. And it turns out that he actually talked to Mario Lemieux and Mario said, come back to play. You're not going to regret it. You'll regret if you don't, if you don't come back and see what you have left in the tank. That's ridiculous. One, one sports legend to the other. That's, that's real talk right there, but anyway, he he Mario Lemieux stuck around for five more years. Unfortunately, they were injury riddled, and finally, after the two thousand six season, he um he called it quits. The 05-06 season that happened to be rookie Sidney Crosby's first year. In the league, he bust in. He was runner-up uh, rookie of the year behind Alex Ovechkin, but Crosby scored 100 points. He got to play with legend Mario Lemieux, and it was like a, a kind of passing of the torch from Mario. And now, you know, it was kind of like, okay, Sid, this is your team. Run with it and see what you can do. And he actually, Crosby actually lived with Mario Lemieux and his family that, that first year that he played with the Penguins. Um... And look what Crosby's done. You know, Mario wasn't a player for the for the three cups that the Crosby era has seen, but he's obviously he's still the owner. Mario's been around for all five cups, and and Mario Lemieux he just he just means more to to the city than just any old player who, who who's won his team or his city a couple championships. He's really he is the Pittsburgh Penguins. The city would have no hockey if not for him, and and we you know, the pens since the 1978 merger with the, with the WHA, the penguins are actually tied for the most Stanley cups with the Edmonton Oilers. The penguins have five cups. Oilers have five cups in the last, you know, 42 years. Um, they've been an elite franchise and they've had Mario Crosby. They had your armor. Yager if Malkin and many, many superstars, we've been blessed to watch. And, and so, to a hockey legend, I look back at the day he came back from his injury, and I take it as a sign of of, of inspiration and just sheer willpower that everyone can learn from. You know, life might hand you a bad card. You know, you might you might get a injury or financial problems, whatever it is. But it, what you do with it and how you move forward, given you know, given what you're dealing with it's really up to you. And Mario showed that to us and he, he didn't let it take him down, but he came back stronger and he, and he made moves and he's never ceased to be a boss and own, own, own his brand. And, and, you know, he is, he's great. He's great. And we're, we're very proud to have Mario Lemieux as, as the face of the Pittsburgh Penguins, their franchise, and anyway, that's enough for today. Um, if you want to follow the show, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash IET podcast as well. I'm on Instagram at IET podcast. Uh, right now, we've just been basically posting a little bit of this, a little bit of that, letting you know when the episodes are coming out. Um, hopefully going to work on the social media aspect of this podcast between seasons and get it a bit more jazzed up. But if you are are still listening and it's the end of the show very grateful thank you very much for all the listeners and see you next time